Is that all right for you? So <laughs> microphone just right in front of your face there. Um, the reason why I reconfigured everything is because when we had Ben on like, our last show, he was t- turning like this to yeah, talk to you. Was, so if we can like look at each other, that way you're not going to turn your head. It's good. Uh, I was just like, really every time he turned his he head, I was kind of like, oh, but it's not his fault. He doesn't understand. I'm it's, an audio. It's like part. when you do all these noise effects, you know, and you're shouting to someone in the background yeah, and yeah. you come yeah. back again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and it is, it's, I did notice one of the things I haven't, because I, I haven't downloaded that episode yet. So I haven't heard it. Yeah, but he was kept doing that a lot, didn't oh, he? Yeah, Bless yeah. him. It, obviously, it. it was full of coal, but it was like, oh. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Not everybody understands. Uh, I, I see the podcast thing has kind of ruined things for me because I, I hear things in audio that people wouldn't normally hear now. So, like, mm. I've, I've listened to something. I'm like, even Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, the easily the biggest podcast on the planet, uh, and his audio isn't. It's not. Sometimes it's not brilliant. It's not. really not brilliant. I mean, he did one with Kevin Smith, and I was like, oh. I'll listen to it, but Joe Rogan, this audio is terrible. <laughs> like, you know, it's uh, it's it's because I'm really like, I'm really anal about these things. It's got to sound crisp and nice, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, so we this is an introductory <laughs> chat to Didi, uh, who's going to hopefully oh, yeah. join our team for a little bit. Yeah. Just bring that microphone down a little is, bit. Am I that short? No, that's it. It's yeah. called being vertically challenged. It's totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we'd just do a quick chat. We'll, we'll throw this on in the end if it's good. If it's good. I mean, it's got—it's going to be good because it's, it's a biscuit studio thing, you know. But um, we'll throw it on this episode. So you're going to join the team for a bit. See, how, see if you like it. See if you yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. So, what made you want to get into this then? The, the whole podcasting. I know we just had this conversation. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, it's something that so this kind of like idea of being able to talk to people who are similar-minded to you, you know, people who are open, treat everyone the same, less proven otherwise, kind of thing going on. And um, I think it's very much that I've. Even in the past, I've been very interested in stuff like this, and then life gets in the way a little bit. And mm-hmm. then with my other half going away, yeah. I've decided I'm going to be a little bit selfish and do something that I enjoy doing. Mm. Selfish is good. Selfish is good. I mean, like, you've got to have... Everybody's got their voice, right? Everybody's yeah. got something that, they, that, that, that distracts them from the world. Oh, um, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what this podcast thing mm-hmm. is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't the podcast, it would be something else for me. Yes, you know? Um So it's, it's good to have that distraction. Um and um, what, do you, what do you reckon you can bring to the team? Because we've all, we've got we've got mouthful mighty over here. We, we, we've got. And uh, what is it you always call me? Uh, I, I don't like using the word mature um, <laughs> because that's rude. But you, you you've got you got more life experience than us, and that's that, that's actually that's a compliment. Life that's experience compliment. is better. Yeah, that sounds a much better way of doing it. That's why I call myself vertically challenged, not short. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds way better. Well, I'm follically challenged. Uh, so, you know, just, uh, um, so yeah, what do you reckon you could bring to the team? Mm. You put me really on the spot. Oh, right I love now. doing that. I love yeah, doing that. Yeah, Well, you say you're from Shrewsbury originally. Yeah, well, so I'm, I'm originally, well, I am. I'm Shropshire born, Shropshire bred, you know, strongly on thick in the head kind of saying. Yeah. Um, but I was born at the hospital, went to the local school, went to boarding school. Um, and I've really, Shrewsbury is somewhere that I think it's not just the town, but it's people in the town mm. that make it special. And it's not just a lot of people from, from here aren't originally from here. And like you can walk around the town. And I know about a year ago, there was a lot of places that were closed. There's a lot of empty shops mm. and there's a lot of more independent people that have come along and opened up and people come and go. But there's always like, I know some people leave, they do, a lot of them do come back. It's mm. like, I'm at that age now where my friends have finished uni, they're coming back, even though they're all like, oh, I've got to get out of this town. But I think that's just the thing when you're younger, isn't yeah. it? But people start to appreciate what Shrewsbury is. Yeah. And I think it's like what we were saying before, that the amount of people that don't actually know where we are. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah you were saying that. that it's like we're yeah. the home of Darwin. How do people not know? <laughs> How do people not know where we are? Well, you've you've joined at the right time because we we're going to be talking a lot about Darwin over the next few weeks. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, that's what today's show is going to yeah. be all about. I think um, a lot of people don't even know where Shropshire is though. Because when no. I've said before, I've, for me, for people yeah. that I don't, you know, obviously from where I've originally mm. come from, people say, well, where are you living now? And I'll just go Shropshire. It's such a big area. Thinking so at least if they know roughly whereabouts that is in the country yeah. and they'll go, where's that? <laughs> Birmingham, turn left. Well, the, the <laughs> SY postcode is the biggest postcode. I know, the, but I don't think the they know it. Isn't it. Well, people seem to know Telford, so they'll say... Telford. I'll go, yeah, you get to Telford and then go about another 10 miles and then it's Shrewsbury. Yeah. And it's there. You can't miss it. It's the county town. Uh, Exactly. Excuse me, it's the home of the Shrewsbury Biscuit, of course. (laughs) 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 Or even if you say, yeah, if you say to football, a Shrewsbury Town Football Club, then obviously people will know that if they're heavily into football. When you're like a, what is it, Slopians? Yes. That's what yes. we're called, aren't we? We're called Slopians. Yeah. Yep. I feel I like... I liked that word. No? No, no I don't like the word Slopian. Oh. It's quite an old world, isn't it? It is, it's like um, Rutland is an old one in Leicestershire. Mm. And there's one of the counties up in Yorkshire's got a sub... Or had an old name. Because Salop used to be the old county yeah, name, it is. didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. What I find about Shrewsbury is uh, you, you can be, almost be an adopted... Salopian. There's lots of people that, like you said, yes. come from outside of Shrewsbury that just come here, fall in love with the place, and don't want to leave. That they, they love it here. I'm the perfect example. Yeah. Of that, and so is Julie. Yeah. You know, because it is such a great place. Um. And so what we're going to do is we're going to throw you in the deep end uh, over the next few weeks. We've got uh, a crazy, crazy, <laughs> yeah, schedule. crazy schedule. So we'll we'll give you a few weeks and, and then like, see if you like it. And if you like, this is this is too much, man. <laughs> I totally understand. But I think you'd be good. I think you'd be really yeah, good fine. because yeah. nothing scares me. We are. Anyway, we'll test that. <laughs> <laughs> We're very open, uh, very, um, you know, just kind of welcoming people. So you'll be a good addition to the team. Um, so tell us a bit about yourself then. What is it you yeah. do for a living? Like, you know? um, well, I work in transport. Yeah. So um, it's it's based in Shrewsbury, but we do all sorts of things like moving airplanes, tanks, oh, cool. standard haulage, all those <coughs> kind of things. Um, I'm, a, I'm actually fourth generation. Oh, okay. So it's been going on for 78 years, so by my great-granddad. And I was originally, um, when I came out of college, my brother was the, the family child that did all the gap yards. Yeah, you know yeah, those yeah. Ones? yeah, yeah. The gap yard child. <laughs> You've got to say it like that, haven't you? Um, and I went into work, so I did nursing. Yeah. Um, worked at coffee shops, you know, the standard. And then was welcomed into the family business. But I also do baking, yes. which is a hobby that took a turn for good. So when yeah. I moved into the town, my neighbours all found out that I make cakes. And yeah. they're like, you make cakes? And I was like, yeah, I make cakes. And they're like, oh, can we have a cake? And then before I knew it, I was having to register it because I was making too much money on it. Yeah. And then it had to become an official thing. And then it's like, oh, people are like, oh, I'm getting married. Oh, Dee, do you want to do my cake? And I'm like, oh, here we go. Can't say no, can't say no. And so I what's your like, cake business called? It wasn't named by me. Don't criticise me for it. It, oh, was named, it was named by my brother. Yeah. Um, but it's called the Delicious Bakery, spelled with D-double-E. That's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Oh, that's a nightmare. Because people go, that's delicious. And I'm like, oh, so cringy. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can hear the, the radio advert now. <laughs> yeah. Cakes from Dee Dee, they're delicious. That's, that's exactly what happens. And I can't do anything. It's like I'll do like a pop-up and people will be like, oh, delicious. Where's that name come from? I go like, well, my name's D. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I get you now. And I have to explain that it wasn't me that picked it. Yeah. It's like you have all these people that go, oh, cakes by Sarah or stuff like this. And I'm like, nope. The Delicious Bakery. I've <laughs> so got a good logo though, so it's fine. <laughs> that's, fine. That's, that's all that matters. So you're, you, so you D-E-E, 
D short for, yeah, it's D-E-E. Yeah. Um, but it's short for D-D. I was going to say, because obviously D-D is what like I called Dexter's you this lab. Morning. Yeah. All right. Okay. A-D-D. I bet you get that all <laughs> yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. pushing the buttons kind of thing. Yeah. Where's Dexter? Yeah. 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 All that rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to get it as a kid. Alexandra. <sighs> Go away. It's, I, I, that's why I don't want to be called Alexander. It's, it's Alex. I call my other half by his full name. Yeah? Yeah, but when we're out in public, sometimes I've called him by his nickname because he doesn't respond. So I always call him Andrew. I'm like, Andrew, Andrew. And sometimes I have to go, Masky. And he turns around and I'm like, never call him Masky. The only person that's allowed to get away with it is my mum. But she doesn't call me Alexander. She calls me Xander. But yeah. That's all right. That's not that bad. It doesn't matter though, just because you have like the same. If people call me Julie, it's like oh, I don't. It's, only my mum calls me that. But actually, lots of people do. But I prefer Jules. Do you ever get people that go my Julie? Oh thing? yes. Oh, yeah. We had an episode to call me Julie. <laughs> Particularly because I come from Staines. Oh, well, there you that go. That is actually where yeah. I lived. <laughs> so everyone is obviously. And is there really an east side and a west side? Yes, there is. It's just a separation in one of the local parks. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> Do they wear the colours as well? You're always at the yellow and the blue, yeah. isn't it? All, that yes, stuff. all I've ever so done. I've seen him filming in town when I used to live down there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to do bits and you'd see um, Ali, Ali G go past and obviously all the other cast members. And I imagine that Ali G's like hailed as a god in stains like you know i just i think he's he, hailed as a god anyway yeah. he's brilliant. <laughs> it's the sort of thing but everyone yeah. obviously well that's where the, that's where everyone links it to but i think they need to bring stains, allergy it's back. stains upon yeah. thames now yeah it's not just stains stains upon thames oh, do you ever go back to posh. stains and do you ever go back there to see old friends and stuff like when i'm old my family is still down there yeah, so yeah. but to be honest um i i find i get so far down the m40 normally to about junction nine and then you start getting all a bit oh everyone's driving like a lunatic oh, and yeah. everyone's angry and yeah. the closer you get to the m25 you're then like now i've got to be prepared for hours sitting going nowhere luckily i know all shortcuts so i know how to get off of it but you're just and it's i don't know everyone's just so much in a so I don't go down. I try and get family to come up here because then come up to the nice, relaxing environment, to the beautiful town where we have less problems and less yes. crime. I'm yes. not saying that it's, you know, we don't have any, mm. but it's... It's just a bit more laid back up here. It is a lot laid back. I think that's what yeah. it is. I think that's why I think the crime side of things, people turn a blind eye to it because yeah. it is so laid back that yeah. people don't expect it. Exactly. It's, it's one of those. Yeah. It's like with, uh, with Ben Butler, who we had yeah. on last week, like, yeah. you know, just illustrating some of the problems <coughs> that we've got in shoes, but maybe a bit of money in a pot towards youth services mm. and mental health oh, yeah. is, it would help because... Go a long way, Like it? what you're saying about whole youth centres and everything like that, isn't mm. it? It's, it's one of those things. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so I, I don't, I mean, I've got, you know, if I have to go down there, when I was working back at the office, I was, I regularly had to travel around the country, so I was able to go there, obviously, and that, if I was down there on business, then yeah, I'd stop over at a friend or family, catch up with them, and then away again, but um, yeah, I don't, rightly or wrongly, I don't go down there very often, because I just don't like it as much anymore sorry stain sorry family and friends <laughs> i didn't mean to be rude i was just i was just messaging our guest just letting no it's all right we, we understand you don't care it's fine it's when we get guests on and they're interviewing and obviously i know what you're doing when you're looking at this and he's doing all this over knobs and things and picking up the phone and don't tell people i'm playing with my knobs <laughs> <laughs> knobs on the um h6 machine recorder but um obviously some people won't know what alex is doing so you you might see guests and they'll be like 
looking him up and down going, who is this guy? I'm talking. <laughs> looks really but they do. That's when they'll suddenly spin at me and start talking to me. Especially when I'm, I'm doing, uh, like recording remotely over the computer or something, over the laptop. Um, mm. And I've got like my tablet on one side, my book on the other side. And I'm like, I'm Googling, researching things and I'm writing things down. It look, or, or even messaging like on my phone because... I was just having a conversation earlier about my phone because my phone is like my life. This I run, I run everything off my phone. Yeah. So if I'm ever doing a podcast and I'm like, I'm, lo- I'm looking at my phone, I'm looking for like um, reactions on our, on our group, or I'm, I'm looking researching like IMDb on some actor yeah. or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely like, you, but it does look rude. Th- you know what the next move is? Yeah. We'll get one of these webcams in here so people can watch you live. We want to do that. We oh, want to connect yeah. to the website. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. We want, we want to. Um, venture into doing like well, even just once a month like a, a live episode yeah yeah get a big camera up here and just be like hey welcome to the shoes and biscuit now i've got to look good as well as sound good hey <laughs> you know <laughs> um, yeah. you don't have to we could just be normal it's always stop taking him seriously yeah how it has. normal people doing a normal podcast me be normal uh, normal yeah, till you get the camera to dress up and do stuff that's a paradox though isn't it because i mean like if you as soon as you start trying to be normal then you move out of yeah, your comfort zone and stuff i think i think yeah, normal's exactly. boring i think normal's mm. boring I think yeah. but i do think yeah like you have to be yourself yeah yeah that's because if you're not but i think being ourselves we're not normal anyway no, so it we're doesn't not. matter. Yeah. We like we like strange. So welcome to the biscuit. We like strange mm. people. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so like we got a busy week this week. Um, mm. We got um, Jenny Swift moved on to next week. Now she wasn't very well. Bless her today. So she couldn't get come well in. soon, Jen. Get well soon, Jen. Uh, we have um, the guys from Peaks Travel Elite coming in tomorrow mm. to talk to us. Um, I'm saying tomorrow. These will be all released during the month. But I mean, and then at the weekend we got Charlie Adlard coming yeah. on the show. Uh, which is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be weird for me because I've got this weird 16-year-old girl <laughs> He's got crush. a proper fang oh, crush on him. It's like a groupie. I don't know what it is, man, but every time I'm around him, I'm kind of like... <laughs> which is a good job, Shane and I are here then, really. This is weird, Saturday? though, right? Charlie's been around my house. We've recorded a, an episode of Thorskin together, and it was fine. Like We had such a blast, and I don't understand where this has come from. So this is actually going to be therapy for me on, on the weekend. Is this Charlie who did the comics? Yeah, The yes. Walking Dead. Walking yeah. Dead. So um, yeah. a couple of months ago, I was with my mum walking the dogs at Attingham, and I was going on ahead and I turned around and I was like, my mum was talking to this bloke and I was like, oh, come on, mum. And I was walking on ahead with the dogs. I stood out ages. She finally caught up with me. She's like, oh, she's talking to Charlie. And I was like, all right. She's like, oh, yeah, we went to, we went to college together, went to university together. It's okay. Half an hour later, she tried to tell me that he was the guy from The Walking Dead. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding? I was like, if people knew him, yeah, yeah. he would get sw- He wouldn't be able to walk around Attingham Park, no. would he? No, no. It's a good no. thing about being a comic uh, Ill- illustrator, though, yeah, isn't definitely. it? Rather than He yeah. said to me that he walked around Walker Stalker, which is a huge convention, all based around uh, The Walking Dead. Mm, and that's right. Um, and he can, he can walk around that, and people most people won't recognise him, no. yeah. even though he mm. was like him and him and, and Kirkman were like the the idea, you know, made the idea. Um, and um, yeah, he's just a really grounded, down to earth yeah. guy. I'll bump into him in Sainsbury's or something. I'd be like, "What's up?" And yeah, you wouldn't expect it, would you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and cool. he looks so normal. You think how you think how messed up The Walking Dead is? You watch some stuff, <laughs> you're like, "Who the hell is thinking of all this?" <laughs> I suppose that's probably more about what Kirkman and that are like, yeah. isn't it? We've got so we're so lucky to have so much talent around us because as far as comic books are concerned, we've got John Wagner. I did an interview oh, with John oh, Wagner, yeah. the creator mm. of um, oh, he said The Walking Dead. Then sorry, John. Uh, of, Judge Dredd. <laughs> I had a really funny um, uh, story with, with, uh, with John Wagner. We were at the uh, the Comic Salopia opener, 
And um, I wanted to go over, uh, he was on the opposite table to me. I wanted to go over to John Wagner and reintroduce myself. We met very briefly at one point. It was a, a big interview we did for Comic Salopia. And just as I went over to reach out to shake his hand, the band started playing really loud. And I was like, <laughs> all you can see is my mouth moving. But I had to really shout at him. I was like, how's it going, John? I'm, I'm Alex uh, from The Biscuit. Uh, do you remember me? And he went, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we'll have to get you on the podcast. And he was like, I kind of hear you. <laughs> and I was just like, have a great day. And I just walked off. And since then, we've kind of, yeah. He's, he, he, he's well, you got guy. to interview him, so that's the main thing, He's isn't a good it? guy. And he'll yeah. be back on again because he's... He likes what we're doing. I think there's yeah. a lot of well-known people that live in shows mm. that people aren't aware of. Yep. Yeah. Like, there used to be Nick Knowles that had his coffee shop on the cop, wasn't there? That's right, yeah. For a while, but he's, he's gone last, now. unfortunately, but... Mm. No, it didn't. But there's, there's people everywhere. It's like... Um, well, you've got Greg Davis, haven't you? I know he's Wem, but... He's Wem, and was it? what is it? Every Sunday, he takes his mum TK Maxx, doesn't he? <laughs> that's the thing that people always say it's like every Sunday you'll see his, him and his mum and TK Maxx I've, I've written to his agent I was like oh, this is when we first started you need started to though. not go to his agent you need to go to TK Maxx <laughs> on a Sunday when he does his shows at Theatre 7 because it's whenever he does uh, yeah, a tour he does his first one at Theatre 7 yeah Oh, it's brilliant because it's his hometown. He's got mm. his mum there and his friends. Yeah. Oh, and he just gets ripped. The cat, yeah. the, the cat, was it? What's it called when they scream from the audience? Heckling. Heckling. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, the heckling is just amazing. Yeah. 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 I, I want to get him on the show because that'd be awesome. Like, that'd be he's amazing. Such, he's a really generous guy. Like if you watch him doing some of the interviews, he's, he lets uh, he, the yeah, person yeah. next to him have a lot of time. Can't promise if it's the door though. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll have to bend down. Well, we had the town crier in there a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, that's right, true. That's yeah. fine. It's been tested out. It's all right. Actually, that's a good point. I didn't notice when he walked in. He must have ducked, mustn't he? Oh, um, must have done. Yeah. He will have, because yeah. that door is not seven foot tall. No. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we'll, 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 one day, one day we'll get Greg, da- get, get Greg Davis on the mm. show. <laughs> Can't talk. All right, okay. So what we're going to do now is we're going to wait for, we've got... Paul Kirkbright coming in from the university to talk to us about the Darwin Festival. If you don't know about Darwin Festival, put your hands up if you know what the Darwin Festival is. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a general idea what it is. I know what it is because I worked with it last year. We're going to find out. I want to try and get as many of our Mm. listeners to events um, this year because it's a fantastic event with so much potential. A potential I don't think it's reached yet. I feel like there's so much more to come and there's so much more it can offer that I want to try and push people. There's, um, uh, we've, got, we've got like um, on the board there, we've got like seven interviews lined up um, just to talk about people's events at the Darwin Festival. And um, there's one called uh, Cafe Scientifique and it's basically you go, you drink coffee, and you have a guy doing a world class lecture on a certain sort of science, mm. and you're sitting there drinking coffee and you're learning. It's amazing. We drank beer last year, but I don't know if we can do that this year. We'll find out when we interview him. So anyway, let's give this a bit of a break, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll come back to this when um, when he's here. In a very short while. In a very short while. In in a very very short while. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Didi. Thank you. Thank you. Eat chocolate. <laughs> yeah, we got help we got yourself. sweets here. Chocolates. Uh, help yourself. Uh, we had Ben Butler on here last week, uh, sucking on a humbug. He's on. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that funny. was very insane. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, yeah. Can't remember what the radio prizes are, but that's <laughs> definitely a, a a gold award, isn't it? <laughs> right. Before we get into this, I want to say thank you to our sponsors who are sponsoring us for this uh, this month, and uh, that's Gin Different. Uh, if you uh, are a big fan of gin, or even if you're not, you just want to try it, you're on the fence, make sure you pop up to their, their bar in the market hall. Uh, but they also do pop-up bars around uh, festivals, things like that. But also those bottles of wine that are obscure, you can't really get any wine. 
Gin. 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 Clues Sorry, in the title. Uh, Clues yeah. in the title. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't get a certain t- a bottle of gin, they can get it in for you. So they, there's lots of uses there for, for gin different. Uh, so make sure you give them a check. Check them out. Uh, follow them on Facebook, etc. A couple of uh, shout outs before we get into this as well. Um, I want to say uh, thank you to Scott Taylor, a friend of mine I grew up with. He, he sent me, he posted this pi- amazing picture of Darwin today. I'm going to show Julie. Um, and it fits in exactly with what we're doing. That's really cool. It's really amazing. We're going to use his picture as... Um, it's as a very a, good idea, isn't it, how yeah, he set that up? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's just Darwin at the Natural History Museum and people moving around him. That is as brilliant. This idea yeah, really of good. time just moving past Darwin because that, that's, that's exactly what it looks mm. like to me. So thank you, uh, Scott, for that. And also we want to thank uh, Ben Butler for last week's show. It was really good. We've had some real positive like, mm. feedback from that. People really enjoying his story. Like, you know... Um, um, it was really nice chat, to be fair, because I wanted to, I wanted to shock and all. I wanted, wanted people to hear his story and then talk about what comes after that, what comes comes after living a life like that and yeah. wanting to change. Um, so that was great. Um, uh, there is an email as well. I've got to read out from um, from Claire from um, Shropshire Festivals. Um, where is it? Okay, here we go. Uh, it's all just about um, Shropshire Town and the community. Uh, real great uh, folks at the football club there. And on the 21st of, of January, they're doing their Shrews- uh, Shrewsbury Town and the community. They're launching a Challenge Yourself 2020, where people are invited to come and take part in uh, sort of certain events to challenge yourself for charity, raise some money. Um, it, I think everybody's kind of welcome there. I'm going I'm to pop there. I think maybe try and get a crumb. Um, and it says here, uh, Jamie Edwards, the CEO of uh, Shrewsbury Town, the community, uh, comments on the plans they have for 2020. He says, we have been very busy planning uh, some brilliant challenges for this year and we will have something for everyone. All fitness levels and ages, this is a chance to set yourself a new goal for the new year. We have challenges that involve walking up hills, long distance cycling, running, and even challenges that require determination and willpower over physical prowess. Each one offers a meaningful and memorable experience. So really good. Make sure you go to uh, Shrewsbury Town in the community. Check out what they're doing. Great things for the town. We're going to be linking up with them very soon to talk about it a bit more. Right, now into today's show. I'm your host, obviously, Alex Whiteley. Joined with me today is Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi. And Didi. Hi, Didi. Hiya. How's it going? And our our guest today is Paul Kirkbright from uh, University Centre Shrewsbury. How's it going, sir? Not you too bad. Not no. too bad. Enjoying the free tea. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. You said you just got back in from London, right? That's, that's, yes. That sounds crazy. The but delights of now Avanti Rail rather than Virgin <laughs> Rail. Yeah. Which is exactly the same thing, just called a different thing with slightly poorer Wi-Fi. Um, like, a, like a sardine. Yeah. No, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Coming back through Birmingham New Street, which is always a, a yeah. joy to spend a little bit of a time having a, I feel a like you need, there. To get through Birmingham New Street, you kind of need a joust, don't you, just to get... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. beautiful above and the seventh level of hell below yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> julie asked me before you came on she said uh, what what's uh, paul's role and i said he's the deputy provost and she was like what's a provost and i was like i don't know maybe we should ask him what is a provost yeah well if anybody knows that if you could send an email to me <laughs> right, um, uh, basically a uh, provost is an old and uh, and, and the, the derivative deputy provost is, is an old academic title um, um kind of harking back to actually to scottish universities where you would have a proctor 
yep. uh, and the proctor was responsible for kind of student discipline. So if anybody got out of line or wasn't pulling the weight in terms of academia, then they would be up before the proctor uh, for disciplinary matters. And then there was the provost, and the provost was responsible for all the buildings, so the infrastructure, uh, you know, the, the, the bedrooms, the parking, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think we've inherited it down here. So we have our provost for uh, University Centre Shrewsbury, Professor Anna Sutton, uh, and she kind of leads on all the kind of um, the overall vision of what we're trying to achieve with the development of the university working with the academic community and then I'm kind of responsible for everything else which can range from student welfare and support to the buildings that we work out of the partnerships that we have mm. the things that we get involved in all the way down to kind of car parking tea and coffee so if you ever come into the university and you don't like your parking space which is highly likely then, uh, <laughs> then that's probably my fault uh, so yeah it's, it's that side it's everything which isn't to do with um, academic and teaching yeah. it's the uh, keeping oh, it running basically yeah kind of so you're the uh, Paul saw it. Yeah. Paul saw it. Just well, Paul saw it. What, what, what Paul usually does is then pass it on to a team of really, really good people who then kind of make the problems go away and it looks like I have some form of magic wand when actually it's just a lot of hard work on other people's behalf. Oh, tell Paul I said thank you. It's yeah. me you're going to thank. Uh, Indeed. Indeed. First of all, I want to say thank you for your support since we started this show. Uh, since we started this show, uh, you know, 18 months ago, you guys have been absolutely amazing for us. Mm. I mean, things like Comic Salopia. We did Comic Salopia. You're like, you can have a room for two days. We don't no problem. And we, we used that room as a studio that was really cool and things that we've linked up with in the past especially the darwin festival because the darwin festival is is, it's uh, it's an event with so much potential there's so much there and i was saying before we did a little bit of recording before i don't think the darwin festival has even hit its potential yet there's so much more they can do with it Mm. we just got to keep it going um should we explain first of all what the Darwin Festival is? Because if you haven't listened to the show before, if you haven't walked around, uh, if you walk around Shrewsbury with your eyes closed and seen the banners everywhere, what is the Darwin Festival and what, why do we do it? Well, I, I think there's um, there's kind of been a, a Darwin Festival and events celebrating Darwin's birth happening in Shrewsbury for many many years, uh, and indeed going back to the bicentennial. Um, you know, John King did a huge amount of work on putting together um, a, a really interesting program of events around the bicentennial. Um, when the university started up, obviously we were you know, vested self-interest. We were mm-hmm. looking at how do we promote the university and how do we promote the place. Um, and given one of our key areas of academic interest in terms of research and teaching is both bioscience and the environment, then, you know, the connection with Darwin's work and his legacy and the way that that work then resounds around not just the globe but through time as well, um, it made sense for the university to be involved in, in kind of pushing the, the kind of Darwin brand because in common with a number of other things across Shropshire, Shrewsbury and the wider marches you know we're not very good at shouting about what we're good at <laughs> uh, and I think that Alex comes come back to why we were very keen to support the, 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 the Biscuit podcast because it is about you know shouting out about mm. the interesting stuff that happens in the place that we all live um so we kind of came together with a number of organisations, um, the, the County Council, the Town Council, the BID, uh, Shropshire Wildlife Trust, the Unitarian Church, Shrewsbury School, uh, and just kind of said, well, look, we're all doing bits. We're all doing stuff around Darwin and that, that, that celebratory period in and around his birthday, whether it's the, you know, the tours that happen mm-hmm. in the town or whether it's some of the celebratory events that the Unitarian Church put on, the museum, the university was doing lectures. We obviously have the Darwin Memorial Lecture as well, which yeah. is organised by the friends of, of the museum uh, with David Waterhouse and his team there and it was well let's all and bring it all together so can we kind of we pool the resources working with the bid in terms of you know utilizing the brand of original Shrewsbury utilizing their resources in terms of promoting the place um, and kind of bring a bit more of a coherence to not just 
the organisations that were involved, so basic things like not doing stuff on the same day, mm. um, but also promoting it to not just a, a local audience um, as a coherent festival offering, but also using it as a way of getting people to visit Shrewsbury. Yep. Um, and it's grown year on year. Um, all of the organisations involved, and there's I think about 15 or so, 15 or 16 now, um, they all do their own thing. They all bear their own costs. You know, there's yeah. no big magic pot of money that anybody gives us to do this stuff. Um, and I think we're at the point now where I think we've got 20 events on this year, a number of fringe events are happening as well. Uh, and there's things rippling on through the rest of February as well, not just around the, the, the two weeks of the festival. Um, so it's at that point now where I think, you know, we, we, there's something we can take a step change if mm. we if we kind of maintain the partnership people keep people working collaborative together use the university and the resources the university has as, as a base working with the bid working with other partners um, and see whether maybe we could do something bigger better bolder as, as a way of shouting a bit louder about the man his work and the place yeah. that created him it's keeping it on topic as well isn't it because you don't want it a big rock and roll festival yeah let's yeah. mm. inspire some people to think and use their brains you know starting from young people which the Hive and the Wildlife Trust have, have been doing Darwin's mm. Garden, the the, uh, the, the, the the Fuzzy Beats. What's it called? The Fuzzy Beats? Fuzzy Beats. Fuzzy Beats. Fuzzy Beats. Yes, you have to be very careful how you pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's starting from young right through to, uh, like, last year was just, I think it was very ambitious last year. Uh, we had... Um, what was her name? The lady that was great. Darwin's great, great, great granddaughter. Oh yeah, yes, she um, was. She was here. Yeah. Giving she was here, and talk, she was yeah. talking about the FARC in Colombia. And we, we, I recorded that live on Facebook. I also recorded it and released it. And there were people listening to that show from all around the world in Shrewsbury, mm. the Unitarian Church, where Darwin went as a as a child. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing that we can reach people in that way. Well, I think you have to remember that you know. Um, Darwin, if he was dropped back into the middle of Shrewsbury now, there's a lot that he would recognise yeah. as being from his time. You know, yeah. 650 listed buildings within the town centre. You know, yeah. the river hasn't moved. Yep. His house hasn't <laughs> moved. Uh, and, but, you know, the, the the interesting thing from the university's perspective is obviously that the fields and the, and, the, and the gardens and the grounds that he would have walked through on his route to the yeah. original site of Shrewsbury School are right through the university's premises. You know, yeah. he's, he's literally, he would have, if, we, if he was here now, he would have entered through our back door and gone out of our front door yeah. to get to school. Yeah. Um, um, so you know the, the, this this is the place. This is the environment. This is the whether it's the air or the water or the soil or the food or the tea. Um, <laughs> but you know this is the environment that created the mind, that created the work, that changed yep. basically humankind's perception of mm. its place in the universe. Really important. Yeah. Really important. Mm. Um, what do you think Darwin would think about today? If you got dropped here, would he be like, we're still yeah. here? What's going on? What, why is this still here? What's still, going on? Still roadworks in the town centre. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think he, he would find a lot that is, is, is recognisable because mm. I think obviously when you have a physical um, barrier such as the river to kind of yeah. development and growth, you know, we don't see many skyscrapers in the middle of, of Shrewsbury no. as you would do in a, a Birmingham or a Manchester yeah. or a Liverpool or a London. Uh, I think there would be a lot that would be recognisable. I think probably the thing that he would recognise more than anything is, is the people. It's the, mm. the warmth and friendliness and openness of the people, um, you know, and I'm sure that was played a huge part in in the develop of, of him as a, as, a, as a scientist and as a man. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of, um, like you were saying about, you know, it's about getting it out to visitors as well. So it's not just about people encouraging people in the town to know more about it and come to events, but also visitors. So how are you guys promoting it sort of outside the town? Well, that's where our friends at the at the bid, the mm -hmm. Business Improvement District, come in and the whole original Shrewsbury brand. Yep. Um, I mean, a lot of this media stuff now, as you guys will know, because you're working in new media forms, mm -hmm. uh, it is social media. 
Uh, And I know that upsets certain members of the public, which is, well, why don't you print something out? Or, you know, (laughs) why why can't we just ring up for something or or print a ticket? Um, (laughs) You know, a lot of it now is about social media and getting those messages out, targeting the networks. I mean, I think we did a a, a calculation um, when we were looking at different bands of groups on Shropshire social media. If you bring them all together, there's like 80,000 people actively involved in either Facebook or Instagram or, you know, Facebook is where the parents are, Instagram is where the kids are. Um, You know, they're actively involved in those social media platforms and yeah. you know that's that's how you have to make people aware of what it is you're doing yeah. um, because Shrewsbury is a small enough place to ensure that people who perhaps don't have access to social media or, mm. or, or online content we can make them aware of that yeah. through physical printing and, and banners and, and all that kind of stuff that the bid is really really good at but in terms of getting that message um, to a, a much wider audience then it has to be a virtual and that's why things yeah. like the biscuit are are so key in yeah. terms of, of making people aware whether in America or mm. Asia or Australia yeah. I mean Columbia. You know, or Colombia <laughs> even uh, so yeah, yeah no that, that's the thing and using the using the the global interest that there is in the man and his work to mm. actually get people to come here you know we're um, we can of the UK's best kept secret we don't like to shout too loud about how lovely mm. a place this is to live work and study yeah uh, and th- by doing things like the Darwin Festival and showing the richness of things that are happening in the town mm. you know this wasn't the university waving a magic wand and being the, the festivals there this was stuff that was already going on mm. uh, all the university and key partners like the bid and and, and the council have done is, is actually bring people yeah. together um, and, I, and I think that's you know what 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 the university should be doing. It needs to be close to the community. It mm. needs to be involved in the community, and it needs to be able to not just do things itself, but also facilitate other things happening. Um, and I think the Darwin Festival kind of falls squarely into that yeah. civic responsibility. And have you got students? Are there students doing anything specific? Well, we get students attending. Yeah. The, the, the difficulty for uh, uh, some of our university students is February kind of marks the run into assessments, oh, of course it does, exams. Yeah. Uh, most of yeah. our second year students are, are starting thinking about the, the work-based learning projects that they, they go yeah. on and they undertake. So while students attend, and uh, we have an events and festivals management course that we encourage our students on that programme to get involved in, in, in running things and having live experience of running a festival, yeah. it, it's kind of a difficult time of year. Mm. I mean, in, in an ideal world, we'd kind of just shift his birthday to somewhere around July and August because <laughs> the, the weather's better. And, uh, you know, like the Queen does. Yeah, indeed. You know, it's just, you know, would, would, would the Darwin family actually mind if we just shifted yeah. His birthday and chiselled it off all the sculptures and uh, statues around the world because uh, it would be you know yeah. to do a Darwin festival in the summer is a very different thing to mm. doing a Darwin festival in in the middle of February but you know that's when the great man arrived and uh, yep. you know we work with what we've got. Mm-hmm. So I mean like between around the table like how many times do you have to like tell people well this is where Darwin's from? Oh yeah no a lot yeah yeah all the time yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I mean I've got a lot of friends in America I'm like. From the birthplace of Darwin, I'm not from. I live in the birthplace of Darwin, baby. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, oh, really? Okay. What's next? Uh, Anyway, look, this year's festival, it seems a lot smaller, a lot more compact, a lot easier to sort of manage. And I think that's good. I think it kind of directs people in the directions where you need them to go. Um, But it starts off brilliantly, as always, with the Young Thinkers Awards on the Mm. 7th. Yes. um, Which I love, by the way. The Young Thinkers Awards is run by Morris. It is. It is. 
and they run competitions throughout a few like is it a couple of months where they get like an assessment or a, a, a project to do yeah well the last the last two years were um, basically essay writing competitions yeah. it was the first one was kind of your your one big idea to change the world and we had some fantastic entries uh, mm. to that competition and that was an essay competition uh, last year was an essay competition as well which was around uh, a journey in time and space with Darwin so yeah. that's, that was the hook uh, so you know all the all the young people wrote in with their ideas of, a, of, of taking Darwin up basically on a day out uh, and there was some really some really interesting there was, ideas there, there was some amazing, there was yeah. one girl she was like I'd like I'd like to take Darwin to show him the, 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 the great rubbish patch yes to show him what we've done yeah I'd love to show yeah. him that. Yeah, and, and and on a slightly lighter note, somebody wanted to take him to Blackpool Pleasure Beach. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know, it, it, it was kind of across the the the, the kind of chasm, uh, the spectrum of, of ideas. Uh, this year we've changed it slightly, mm -hmm. uh, which is, is actually a design competition this year okay. that Morris mm -hmm. uh, Morris and Co and the university are running, uh, and it's about designing a new flag for Shrewsbury to oh, kind of herald. Darwin's connection with Shrewsbury and oh, the sense the of place. Yeah. Uh, so we've had um, um, oh, the colleagues at Morris will kill me that I can't remember the exact number, but <laughs> I, I think it's about 400 entries we we shortlisted on on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, so we've now got a long list that is going to the judging panel to choose. That must be uh, really hard. Winner. It, it incredibly hard. Here's Billy, seven incredibly years old. Weeks oh. <laughs> yeah. on this. Yeah, don't, uh, you know, don't make me feel any worse. <laughs> for, Sorry, Billy. For smashing no. and destroying the dreams of 350 young people around the county <laughs> um, so we've got we've got a long list of 40 really interesting different designs mm -hmm. some focusing on the man some focusing on the work some yeah. focusing on the place um, so yeah the festival will kick off with the the awards night of, of, of that at uh, Shrewsbury Museum we're going to try and get to that I did, my, I did, oh, right, yeah. I did yeah. that no no I mean like I, I wrote to Morris and said I'd love to get to that event I'd love to get a microphone up on that pedestal and get, get people talking into the microphone and release it because some of the some of the, the essays that we were reading out and some of the way that these kids were projecting themselves was so inspirational. These kids are young, man, and they're already brighter than me. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody wants to jump in on that and say, no, they know, <laughs> no, 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 we're not. Going yeah, that's fine. Is <laughs> that tumbleweed? Well, can I just ask what time the um, awards night starts? Oh, I think it's kicking off at about six, six thirty. Okay. The details are on the uh, are on the website. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the events list yeah. at the moment, because um, yeah. that's just being finalised. The final brochure for the festival, I think, will be published next week. Yeah, this oh, one. Okay, this cool. one I've got here hasn't yeah. been published yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we break off into. Um, there's The Last Cuckoo, which I think is a play being done at the Unitarian, uh, Church. Unitarian Church. They always do a couple of plays there, which are really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Mysteries. Mysteries are yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, Des and Ali from, from Mysteries are great people. We're going to try and get them on the show. I think they're doing it on the 21st. I think we're going to speak to them. I would get them on the show. So we're getting them pre-Darwin Festival. Oh, yeah. We're going to do uh, yeah. a preview to all of this. We're going to get people in to talk about their events. Um, what's what's kind of your favourite out, out of the list here? I mean, I could go for the list, but oh, it might bore people. It's a big list. It might bore people. <laughs> which which is my favourite child? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that, that, to, to me, it's uh, the young thinkers. I yeah. think the young think not just yeah. the fact that it's the launch event and the fact that actually, the, the, but it's the. It's the amount of effort and work that not just the young people who enter the competitions, mm. but their their parents, their teachers, their schools have, have kind of put into to helping them submit entries. Um, and yeah, the, the the amount of effort and the imagination and the variety of ideas. And you know, I think as a, kind of as I have the pleasure usually of, of kind of emceeing the, the the finals night, and uh, I always kind of say, you know, if the future of Shropshire and Shrewsbury is in safe hands, yeah. if anything, if we can mm. judge anything by the quality. Um, of the work.
work that these young people mm. are producing. And, and the age range this year is from 7 to 12. So as you can oh, imagine, okay. you know, that's, that's a significant kind of yeah, yeah. gap. And I'm rubbish at art. Uh, but, you know, eventually what the, one of these young people will have their winning design turned into a flag. Mm. Um, that flag will fly over Morris. It will fly over at the University at Frankwell for a year and will be made into a wide variety of advertising and promotional materials. We should get one for the be, studio. Uh, including <laughs> tea towels, etc. That's cool, because that, uh, that was going to be my question, is where will the flag be flown? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that it, will, it will be produced as um, as a flag and as a T-shirt uh, and various other Brilliant. Kind of memorabilia and, and merchandise. Uh, and a, a kind of hard version of it will be installed into the university for kind of yeah. you know, time in, in perpetuity, basically. Yeah. Oh, oh, that sounds great. We'll get one for the Royalties studio. for the winner, then, forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other, the other th- event I will probably... Because it, it is, like you say, it is such a, a wide-ranging festival from yeah. arts and, and mm-hmm. science. Um, but this year we're also running a conference, I think, on the um, 13th of February, which is around, I don't think it's actually in the draft programme at the moment, around the evolution of work. Uh, and we're bringing okay. uh, some interesting people together. The, the exact um, kind of lineup of speakers we haven't confirmed, so I'm, I'm not going to do any uh-huh. spoilers. Uh, but we're bringing some really interesting speakers together to talk about um, how work will evolve uh, with the impact of, of technology, mm-hmm. uh, the impact of things like machine learning, AI, uh, and what that means for careers, what that means for um, the ambitions of, of people entering the workplace, what that means for the workforce of tomorrow. Um, and the whole concept of how we do business. Yeah. Uh, so I'd, like, I'd like to join that because the whole automation thing kind of yeah. is, is a big speaking point, isn't it? You know, yes. like how people are losing their jobs to machines. Mm. Yeah. Well, the machines are rising, man. Yeah. Well, well, I hate to say, but I think there was some research done recently which. Um, identified um, the top 10 zombie jobs. Mm. Now, what the, basically what a zombie job is, my understanding of the definition, is that essentially it's a dead job. Uh, you know, you, you, it's not quite dead yet, but yeah. it, it, it's on the way out. Now, yeah. unfor- unfortunately, he says to a room full of broadcast journalists, <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, j- journalism is one mm. of those zombie jobs that um, it is predicted that AI and machine learning and how people consume information. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't necessarily believe that 100%, but one of the other ones is radiography. Uh, and you probably saw recent coverage of research that has been published that you know there's an AI application that can look at things like um, uh, tests for cancer and, and actually do them quicker mm, and yeah, to greater yeah. accuracy than a trained radiographer. Now, yeah. before all the radiographers in Shropshire are after me with burning torches and pitchforks, it's that kind of discussion that we'll be having at the conference, which is, you know, what do we do to move people from these zombie jobs into other areas that are non-zombie jobs? Yeah, so it's about, it's about utilising the skill sets, isn't it, in a different way yeah. that they, can, they still feel that they're probably getting like a career out of something, but it's just a different shift. So this is on the 13th? 13th of February at, uh, at the university. I so that's, think it's an evening event. I think it might be. Okay. It's on Eventbrite as well, yes, isn't it? It's it is. And what's that one called? The Evolution of Work. The or it, it's, of it's, work. It's, it's something around there. It's, it's kind of a late entry into, yeah, the, okay. into the festival programme. But it was one of those things where a number of ideas just kind of came together. And we said, well, yeah. you know, we were thinking about doing two or three different things. And it was like, actually, let's do one banner event yeah, and actually bring good. a few people, people together. And, and if we can confirm the speaker lineup that we that we hope to to achieve yeah um, and we're working on that with a, a local businessman and entrepreneur John O'Brien who mm. who runs the 100 uh, agency down in, in London and is, is a proud Salopian lives in, in Shrewsbury um, and he's working and collaborating with the university on bringing that program together so that's really exciting in terms of thought leadership of what the place needs to be thinking about in terms of the future of, yeah. of, you have of, to let them know that we have a whole Saturday free oh, if he wants go. to talk about us on the show that'd be awesome um, I, I, autom- automation is it's just, it's just a, it's such a 
I mean, like, you know, creating all these things mm. that people can't afford because they haven't got jobs to, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I said, there's so much going on. And one of the biggest talking points is the free entry to the Shrewsbury Museum and Art Gallery. Yeah. Uh, in between, the, it's the four, Friday the 14th to the Sunday the 16th. You're going to be able to go into the library, uh, blah, 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 museum for free, which is quite cool because a lot of people walk past that museum and don't think to just pop in you know you know it's, it's quite a cool place to go go there on my birthday then can't i <laughs> yeah it's uh, you know it's it's a it's a huge thank you and a huge mm. shout out to our colleagues at shropshire council and at the museum particularly Faye easton who's organized mm. that um and and yeah um, and that's where actually the display of the finalists for the young thinkers will be there so people can do both they um. can go in they can see the finalists and the designs and hopefully you know see the see the winner uh in terms of which one has won on the on the evening of the seventh. Oh, that'd be brilliant but then have free entry to the museum yeah. as well and yeah. you know that's not just for visitors to Shrewsbury, that's also for locals as well, who, like you say, Alex, might walk past the museum yeah. you know, nine or ten times a week and actually never think of popping in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, this is the opportunity to pop in. To do it, yeah. That's a really yeah. good shout. I mean, uh, Charlie Adler just moved his exhibition from there, which I think is one of the coolest things a muse- I've ever seen a museum do. Mm. Yeah, I went to go and have a look at that. That was very good. Was it was. good? You enjoyed oh, it? Oh, yeah, it was really good, yeah. yeah. It's awesome, you know. How often do you see a museum going, let's do zombies? Zombies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, big, big, big fan of Charlie's work, but I think my eight-year-old daughter would probably say the Lego beats <laughs> Charlie's exhibition slightly. She's probably more in favour of Lego and less of, of zombies. But my, my, my boys just found Lego, and oh my God, it's everywhere on the house. Everywhere. I mean, I was sat doing a podcast at a table, and I was just sitting there, and I slammed my foot down on a piece of Lego whilst to record. I was like, Argh! Oh, that's the worst, that is. It is the worst, mm. it is the worst. Um, what else is going on? So we've got uh, the Young Darwin and Shrewsbury Exhibition Launch Party. I think that's with the Civic Society, isn't Civic it? Civic Society at the Bear Steps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bear Steps are doing a couple of things, actually. Mm. What's the, the film they're showing, Creation? That's a oh, Creation, that's a, it's um, a film starring Paul Bettany, yeah. uh, the actor who was oh, in yes. Wimbledon and The Avengers playing The Vision. Um, he's he, was, he was also in... Um, yeah. No, you're going to have to Dan, give us more than that. Dan, famous books, Dan... Oh, Dan Brown, the sh- uh, Thank Da Vinci you. Code. Da Vinci yes, Code. Da Vinci Code. In my yeah. head, yeah, he was, yes. the, well, oh, he was the monk, He was the monk. He was yeah. the yep. hitman monk, yeah. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, it, it stars him as Darwin, and it really explores his relationship with his wife and the struggles he had in, in coming to terms with writing uh, on the origin of species. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great film. And again, demonstrates the diversity of things that are happening. You know, it's not just, just about um, either academic uh, lectures or mm-hmm. arts-based activities. It's about film. You know, it's about drama. Um, it's about walking tours of the town. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's, there is literally, we would hope, something for everyone. If you pick up the brochure or, you know, you go online and, and look at the programme, if there isn't something on there that you think actually are quite fancy tagging along for that then yeah. really you know you, you need to get out more and where whereabouts is that the film being shown um it's oh that's at the museum as well yeah i think so yeah, and a big a big shout out to some of the uh, the fringe events as well. So you have got the annual Darwin Park Run, yeah. so you can get out there, get, get you know, get in your jogging gear if that's your thing. Not quite my thing, but you know. Uh, there's the guided tours of Darwin's childhood uh, in Shrewsbury. Who's, who's doing that? Is that is that John? I think it's John. Yeah, John, John yeah, King. Yeah, I went I went that. last year. It was really really good. Yeah. I would because not enough people turned up last time. It was about six eight people, I think. Mm. Um, if you can get on that tour, I absolutely would implore you to go on there because that's what I want. To, my listeners are all everybody that listens to the show. Pick an event. Go to originalshrewsbury.co.uk. Look at the Darwin Festival and pick an event and go to it. I really do encourage you guys to do it, especially some of the tours. Some of the tours are amazing. Mm. I mean, uh, John. What John has 
you know, he's probably forgotten more about Darwin than normal people know. Uh, he's, he's a real expert. And, and the other thing I would flag up as well is, um, in particularly special this year, is the involvement of Shrewsbury School. Yes. Uh, yeah. And the fact that the, uh, they're opening up their archive uh, their Darwin archive, which contains two first editions of On the Origin, uh, and um, a, uh, an opportunity to visit with the curator, Robin, uh, and see some of Darwin's papers, some of his correspondence, the two first editions, uh, and some of the other work that the Shrewsbury School have in their archive, which, yeah. you know, for, for very, very good reasons, for 364 <laughs> yep. days of the year, stays behind lock mm. and key. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. imagine that thing's worth millions. That millions. is almost a, oh, if something can be almost unique, then it's, a, it's an almost unique opportunity for, a, a, you know, a very small number of people, because yeah. getting people in and out of the, of the archive is, yeah, is challenging. But, you know, we're delighted that Shrewsbury School are involved in that and the fact they that they're pride. opening up their doors for people is yeah. great well know? they take great pride in, in their alumni uh, C. Yeah. Darwin uh, and uh, you know the, the fact that they're willing to, to open the doors and let people in to look at this stuff uh, if you are a Darwin you know um, Darwin fanatic then it doesn't get much better than I going in and seeing the work and seeing the papers that the yeah. great man yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how these things work but does, does the does the Shrewsbury School benefit from being the school of Darwin is it something that People might hear and go, "Oh, that's the school of Darwin." Does it help them? Yeah, you know, I think I, I think mean, it, I think it does. I mean, Darwin, you know, they have a, a fantastic uh, statue of, of the slightly younger Darwin in the middle of the grounds of Shrewsbury School, and they are very proud of him. Yeah. Uh, and yes, you know, as as with the university, um, you know, there is a there is an academic pedigree from mm. the, the man and his work, and obviously, you know, he was a pupil at the at the original site of the yeah. of the school. Yeah. Um, and you know, they they understandably are very proud of that and 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 use as that you association as, as you, you, as you would do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also shouting out is the Darwin themed. Buzzy Beats, which by at the Hive, uh, that's on Saturday the fifteenth of February uh, between two and three thirty. Uh, good fun for the kids; uh, they can go there and uh, play some music. And then there's the Discover Darwin Kids Outdoor Fun, which is at the shoot done by the Shrewsbury Wildlife Trust on the nineteenth of February. So, like l- looking at all this, there, there's so much to do. Whether you've got your kids, whether you, you're an intellectual and you want to sit through a lecture, or whether you want to go and watch a movie, you know, there's so much going on. I've just clicked as well. Actually, it's probably it's a really obvious question, but I'm guessing that particular week that falls into when the night that's half term, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the festival is actually the two weeks before, well, the ten days before half term, right? And then the Wildlife Trust are running their activities during half term. Cool. So I'm just suddenly in my head, I'm thinking, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a lot of the stuff that we're kind of terming, terming the, the the fringe yeah. is actually happening outside of those core core dates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know, there's, there's no very little point asking the wildlife trust to move their half term yeah, program yeah. a week early because no one will go on it. They're all yeah. in school. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the, the the wildlife trust have a, a great program at activities down at Abbey Fourgate. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant, uh, and uh, you know, it's a great way to keep the kids occupied and yeah. learn something at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So guys, I mean, like, there's so much going on with this with this festival. If you go, uh, tell people if you've heard it on the biscuit, or let us know if you've gone to an event and if you've enjoyed it, because it is a lot of the events are free. If you go onto Eventbrite, yeah, yeah. you know, the, a lot of these are, events are free. I think there's some of like the Unitarian Church, the 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 um, the key. What's it called? So this is a case for our listeners to know that if they actually do want to attend the event, they've got to do everything through Eventbrite. 
But not just Eventbrite. I mean, everybody's got their own sort of ticketing source, but it, everything is on. But every- they've got to go through a ticketing system, haven't they? They can't just turn up. No, but booking event. is essential. The, the brochure will say that booking got is you. essential. But um, it could be free or it could be charged for you. Yeah, the brochure and, and hopefully the website, once it's gone live with the full program, will highlight which are free, free events and which have sure. a, a small charge. Yep. There is there is nothing that is kind of a huge ticket price. Yeah, it's yeah. more of a, you know, to, to, to cover the costs of the, the event. Yeah. Yeah. I think 90% of the events are, are free. Yeah. Um, obviously, what we would hope to do in future years is look at centralised ticketing, looking mm. at a centralised mm. festival office yeah. uh, that people can come and, and get tickets on a face-to-face basis rather than relying on electronic mm. means. Um, and obviously, with next year being the 150th anniversary of the publication of The Descent of Man, we are looking mm. to perhaps take a, a step up with what the festival does to mark that anniversary. And if there's any um, you know individuals of high net worth listening to the podcast, then we'd be more than happy uh, to take your, your money to help us make that step <laughs> it's fantastic it's fantastic well thank you very much for sitting with us you know uh, one last question is uh, oh I've got two questions actually <laughs> it's like getting like Columbo <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the meaning is behind this festival I, I think it's about celebrating the place yeah. Uh, yes, we're using the man, we're using the the, um, the pedigree and the profile of one of the most influential human beings that has ever lived. Uh, you know, I think he was rated about number 13 in the Time uh, Time magazine's most influential people uh, that, that, that have been around. Um, so it's, it is about using the man, but I think it's about celebrating the place. And mm-hmm. I think it's about celebrating the diversity of the cultural, education, heritage and, and leisure offer that we that we have in Shrewsbury yeah. uh, it's just really helpful that we can use the Darwin and Darwin as a brand mm-hmm. to bring people in yeah. uh, you know would this type of activity or program happen if if Darwin wasn't the hook mm. probably would would it would it have the the kind of same kudos or the same gravitas or the same pull Probably not. Yeah. Uh, so yes, it is about the man, and it is about celebrating um, the man, the work, the legacy, um, and, and what he gave to humankind. But it's also about actually celebrating Shrewsbury now. Yeah. 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 Um, and finally, uh, what does Shrewsbury mean to you? This is the. The bow and arrow shot. <laughs> what does Shrewsbury mean to me? Personally. Well, well seeing, seeing that I've uh, uprooted my entire family from a very comfortable existence living out on the Wirral, uh, which is a beautiful <laughs> part of the northwest of England, uh, <laughs> down here to, to, to an uncertain future amongst you Salopians. I think um, what, Shrewsbury, what Shrewsbury means to me is life-changing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it has kind of been a major fork in the, the road of, uh, of the journey that myself and my family are on. Uh, we're now dedicated Salopians in terms of we've lived here for, uh, I think, three years now. My daughter is settled in a brilliant school out at Meal Primary. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, we're very happy here. And as I constantly reinforce to prospective students when they come on open days, t- to my mind, there isn't a better place in the country to, to live, to work and study than Shrewsbury. Mm. Thank you. That was 100% actually quite agree. Yeah. Is there anything else from you guys? Would you guys have got no. any questions for? Um, well, I quite obviously want to thank you very much for coming, particularly here straight from London on a train. Cause I know what that's like. I've done that journey many a time myself because um, obviously the trains, anything can happen. Um, but you obviously you've just linked in and said about you were from the Wirral originally. 
What did you do up there? Well, originally from Bolton, as you can probably tell from my accent. Oh, as, yeah. as, as I've just heard a bit more of a bit of a mank, what I call the yeah, monkey accent. I was yeah. never going to Bolton and call them Mancunians. You won't get out alive. <laughs> no, I um, For me, as yeah, a southerner, yeah, it's still that, yeah, Mancunian. It's, uh, and as soon as I mention the word Bolton, my accent immediately strengthens by a factor of 10. Um, <laughs> Learning yeah, gay I, from Bolton. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of grew up, grew up in Bolton, uh, studied at university uh, down south in Reading, uh-huh. uh, and then came back about... What uh, worked for the civil service for a while, and then came back to work for the University of Chester in Chester, oh, okay, uh, yeah. where I've been for uh, twelve years, uh, and hence living out on the Wirral, which yep. is just outside Chester. Yeah, uh, and then uh, obviously it's the University of Chester that is um, sponsoring and, and collaborating on the development of University Centre Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. We are part of the University yep. of Chester, yeah. and very proud of that association. Um, and we, you know, we award University of Chester mm-hmm. degrees, um, and therefore came down here about three. Three four years ago to kind of um, to, to to work on this uh, cool. and, and and sorry live here three four years ago uh, and worked on this for the last six or seven years in terms of moving the university forward. So mm. um, that's why I was on the Wirral. Um, yeah. The only thing that we lack, as my as my eight year old daughter continues to remind me, uh, is we were very close to the sea. I was going to say the Wirral, <laughs> uh, landlocked and, and the beach. Whereas yes. here, you know, you're like two hours from the nearest water. Oh, no. um, <laughs> but I know that um, obviously Tony Bywater out at Salad Pleasure is trying to change that by creating an urban his own <laughs> yeah. beach. Um, it's yeah. not quite the same not, as going not to quite West the same, Kirby, though, is it's, it? It's a, it's a great facility if you're listening, Tony. <laughs> nice yeah. idea. Um, yeah, uh, but you know that, that's the the, the only yeah. thing that we've compromised on, and, and if that's mm-hmm. the only thing, when everything else about this town and this county and the wider area yeah. is so brilliant, um, I think we just have to be a bit louder about shouting about it, and that's why I would, you know, really applaud you guys for the work you're doing in terms of taking to not just a local audience but also to a, a global audience the mm-hmm. the interesting stuff and the interesting people and the interesting places that this is yeah oh thank you that's really nice that's really touched me <laughs> <laughs> somebody passing the tissue <laughs> have you got anything to add Didi, before we well obviously it? i've been a bit quiet because this is my first podcast and no, i don't want to that's fine i didn't he didn't warn me so i haven't got any notes <laughs> <laughs> so i did exactly the same to me on my yeah, first but it's one not, it's not really it's not really a question but it's just like one of those things where it's, it's nice to hear someone from shows who's very passionate about the town mm. and the way you speak about darwin and the festival and everything it's really it's really nice mm. to hear because I think there's a lot of people here that don't appreciate where they live and how much mm. of an amazing place it is. I think it's not till you leave that you realise, hold on, what, what is this? Mm. And you come back and I think it's like, especially with my generation, I don't think we appreciate it a lot. And I think there's a lot of people who, don't, who aren't aware of how much of a structure Darwin is here mm. and how much he has done. And I think if they can get involved in the festival as well, there's a really, really big deal. And like, like I was saying about picking something and going mm. and even if it's not something you're interested in you never know just step out there and just have a look isn't yeah it? exactly pick something that you probably wouldn't be interested yeah, in exactly. yeah exactly you, you never know i was mm. sat in, i was sat in a bar last year it was uh, the old post office and we were sitting i was sitting listening to a guy talking about um diseases and um uh, medicine and and how they're making yeah. it i was sat with a pint of beer and i was like huh uh, something I would yeah, never you normally would never think do. About it. And it's just, like, you just suddenly take an interest, don't you? Yeah. The mm. cafe scientific, I think, is a fantastic idea. Yeah. I, think, I hope that grows because I really want it to. It's like a live podcast, isn't it? Imagine yeah. if you could sit and listen to Joe Rogan live. Don't like, give him you know. giving him any ideas. No, <laughs> it is. It's, uh, you know, it is another fantastic development. And Richard, obviously, doing a lot of work. I believe he's coming on the. I like the show him, by the way. We yeah, had a really a, good chat at the last panel meeting. He's a good guy. He's I can't wait to guy. chat to him. He's a sound guy. But yeah, that, that is. It is very much about you know, however you choose to choose something mm. to come and, and get involved in. Yeah. You know, to kind of chuck a dart against a dartboard with yeah. a, a brochure. Yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. Know, you know, better to be out there engaged and doing something than just sat at home watching the TV. Definitely. Yeah. We will be going 
going to a lot of events. So even if you want to just hook up with us and come with us, I don't mind. As long as people are getting there. Yeah. You know, uh, if you want to come with a biscuit, come with a biscuit. It's fine. Thank you very much for coming on. You're um, welcome. I want to say a huge thank you to our sponsors at Gin Different uh, for sponsoring this show. And uh, make sure you guys check us out. I, I say next week, it probably in a few days, we've got so much booked on this, mm. year, this month. We've got lots going on. But thank you guys for joining me. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Paul. And uh, thank you very much, guys. Make sure you check out our amazing website by Web Orchard, that's made by Web Orchard as well. It's a great place to go. You can listen to our audio directly from the website, so you don't have to download an app if you don't want to. I tried it on my phone the other day, it works fine. You can close your phone and carry on listening. And our website is www.theshrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. And uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a cool website. So thank you very much, guys, and I will catch you next time. Cool. Peace thank out. you.